When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Well, also, all along, I've thought it was probably a little far-fetched, uh, the idea that Jalen Johnson would be a candidate for the franchise tag, because that's going to be in the ballpark, I think you just said, of $18 million in 2024. You've heard me multiple times talk about the transition tag for Jalen Johnson, which is about $2 million less, uh, and it allows you the opportunity to match uh, a deal that uh, and another team signs with Jalen Johnson. We've talked about the precedent with Kyle Fuller in the previous regime and how that worked out for the Bears. And so I think the, 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 the question when it comes to Jalen Johnson is what exactly is the number that they are seeking? You know, I, I know like when all this news broke overnight in terms of Jalen being given permission to go um, explore the trade market today and, and see what that might afford him the question is always like what what do you think your worth is in this league you know and 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 so like that's when i can't get my brains wrapped around because i don't know who's in the right and who's in the wrong on this one um and and it just seems like a situation that doesn't need to be as as difficult as it is but social media blew up right i'm like oh my god just pay the man just pay the man well no you don't you don't just pay him whatever he asks for no no (laughs) see that's the missing piece that's the key piece and we said that on the Mullen Haas show on Tuesday morning or tried to you know, remind people, you you just don't write a blank check and say, right. here you go, cornerback. We're going to keep you no matter what, because there's a big difference between, say, hypothetically, $20 million a year that he might be seeking, which make him one of the top three cornerbacks in terms of average salary in the league versus, let's say, 14 per year, which would put him right around 10 to 15, which he might be more inclined that's a big gap dan and i think the in the difference they might might want to meet ideally but we don't know what the player or the player's representation wants or is seeking and until we do know that number i don't think that we can reasonably or responsibly say oh the bears don't can't afford to keep jalen johnson jalen johnson may have unreasonable demands right he may not but my sense is that my and tell me if this is overstating it because they gave him permission to seek a trade. In theory, that's like, go out and see if you can get a deal for a team willing to pay you what you think you're worth. Correct. That didn't happen. So my sense is that they weren't able to find somebody out there willing to pay him what he thinks he's worth. Well, there you go, being reasonable and responsible again. What a, what a, <laughs> a strange tact to take in 2023 in the, the Bears conversation. Um, no, you're right. You're right. And and like when I saw the those um, – not even rumors. I mean, there's reports that, that 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 surfaced late Monday night and into Tuesday. My initial thought is what it's been all along is that that October 31st at 3 p.m. Central Time was never a, a significant hard and fast deadline for the Chicago Bears as it came to uh, their hopes of retaining Jalen Johnson beyond this season. They've got four and a half months 
now to to watch him play out this season to change their offer to see if Jalen and his camp want to change their demands a little bit and you've got time to massage this a little bit if Jalen is is so inclined to to hit the free agent market next spring then you know that's something that that Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. He has the luxury to do if the Bears don't block him with with the the machinery that they have at their disposal. As we mentioned, the the, uh, the transition tag being one of those one of those things they can use. And so, look, like I, I don't really understand the idea that you know. I th- I think that it, it, we've talked about this in other circumstances here in Chicago that Bears fans have gotten so deprived of watching great football that when they see quality football, they think it's like next level great. You know, and like, right. I think, I think the perception of Jalen Johnson around the league is that he's a really good starter, you know, mm-hmm. but he's not like a, a can't live without championship engine piece, you know? And so, okay, fine. That, that, that puts you in a different bracket in terms of what your cost should be and what your value to the rest of the league is. Um, sometimes players need to experience that for themselves to kind of get a better feel for, for who they are. Now, look like you're playing a human being chess game here. <laughs> you know, and that can always get dangerous and disgruntling players like Jalen Johnson to the point where they go, you know, screw it. I don't really want to be here anymore. And that's part of the, 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 the poker game that needs to be played. But at the same time, as you said earlier, you don't just get out the checkbook and hand it to the guy and say, write what you think you deserve and we'll pay it. Yeah. I, I don't know how, the, how closely this really mirrors the, the Roquan Smith situation or not, because we're not privy to the negotiations. And, and I think Jalen Johnson has successfully, um, I, I think successfully gotten the public on his side yeah. because he's a very likable, popular player who's definitely <laughs> accessible, has an outlet to an audience every Monday at five on the score and has used that wisely and shrewdly. And I think that you can't ignore those realities when you're talking about what the, what, what a negotiation entails and all, all of it encompasses. But that said, Nothing changes about what we said previously. If you still don't believe that he's a top 10 cornerback, you're not going to pay him like one. No question. So you brought up uh, two things there that I think are worth addressing. Number one is the fact that Jalen's ability to connect through the media with a fan base is significant in terms of being a lesson to uh, other players on on how easy it is to have people at, behind you, you know, and having your back in moments like this in the, the, the court of public opinion just by being, you know, an engaging, honest, forthright person. You know, there's no question that that drummed up a whole lot of support for who Jalen Johnson is. Uh, in social media and the court of public opinion. Now, what is that worth inside league business? I don't know. You know, um, it obviously puts a little bit of added, I don't want to say pressure or strain, but, but, you know, there's something that comes at Ryan Poles in that regard. If he ends up not being able to retain Jalen Johnson, it's going to be viewed whether correct and practical or wrong and impractical. It's going to be viewed as a loss for him because people have, uh, convinced themselves that Jalen Johnson absolutely has to hear, be here as a bear. You brought up Roquan Smith. One of the things that I think is notable here is the reason that the Roquan Smith situation is always relevant to me is because Roquan went out and got exactly what he thought he was owed, right, and deserved. And so that 
is instructive and in, uh, from the standpoint of, of like, okay, like maybe one team's not willing to pay it, but if another is, then that is what my value is. And that is what my worth is in this league. And so if Jalen Johnson leaves Chicago and winds up getting the contract he wanted from another team at a value that the bears wouldn't pay, well, then that's what he's worth. And the bears just have to live with the idea that they valued him at a different uh, uh, level. There's also the thing that probably the Bears were weighing on trade day day, today that losing him into free agency, potentially you play this out, the worst case scenario, the compensatory pick that they might receive in return with that mysterious formula that is used might be just as much as what they would have received today with any hypothetical deal that wasn't going to be a big uh, I don't think that there were teams giving up a second or a third, as you saw yeah. the commander's defensive lineman get because for a cornerback rental, I don't think he's in that same category. So whether it was a, a fourth to sixth round pick for Jalen Johnson, would that be commensurate with what they might get, you know, in terms of compensation, you're better off keeping him. Even if you didn't have a chance to make a deal, maybe you didn't, but it just didn't ever reach the level where, okay, this deal, this compensation outweighs what you might get if you if he walks away for nothing. Well, well, look, the compensatory formula, it's worth noting here, is based on your activity in free agency, both exits and entrances. And so if the Bears go out with all the salary cap space that we've documented that they have next spring and they decide to, to pay a bunch of it and they bring in a bunch of free agencies, they're not getting anything back in the compensatory selection formula for Jalen Johnson if he walks away in free agency and they wind up signing you know, six other guys, right? Um, so, so that's worth noting and, and and putting out there uh, look like this will be interesting now because I think the next time Jalen Johnson talks is notable because he, he did take this to a level of requesting permission to play elsewhere, you know? And so, so now you have to kind of face that and own that in a way where, where you have to be honest about what you're asking for. What's interesting to me in this whole saga is that we've we've talked about this multiple times back in the summer Jalen talked about the deal that Trayvon Diggs got with a self-awareness that look I'm not on that level I haven't produced like that and so I'm not asking for that market resetting deal at least at that time I don't know if he thinks the two interceptions off of Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell changed his profile in the league but but you would have to think that if his self-awareness is at a level that that is reasonable that it shouldn't be that big of a bridge for these two sides to come together now i will bring this up just because this goes back you know a year plus and certainly in in this past spring's free agency brad biggs and i have heard through multiple channels independent of one another in the agent world that negotiating with the bears under this new regime has been a headache for some camps and that um there are folks as part of Ryan Poles' contract negotiation team, which includes Matt Feinstein, that uh, make it a, a challenge more so than than some agents like. And so it, there's a strain there at times that, that just creates friction, you know, unnecessary friction. And I don't know how much of that is there in the Jalen Johnson situation. I don't. Uh, um, but it is a, a notable thought where, like, you have to eventually – take your financials and your practical spreadsheets and play the human chess game. As we talked about, make sure that, that it's not just numbers and business and bottom line, because uh, that creates, you know, certain dramas that, that you might be better off not. It's not insignificant at all. I think, because I think another way to maybe look at that is that at some point in time, you wonder if, 
your uh, a regime you know who lacks credibility in a in a franchise that has been starving for success. At what point do you overpay it, your own guy? At what point might you have to just not be as difficult to negotiate with? At some point, you don't want to concede everything and you don't want to you know make a foolish financial decision. But if you are the last thing you want before you're a, a franchise that has experienced any success, the last thing you want as an executive team is to be known to, uh, how how difficult you are to deal with. Right. That's that's the worst reputation you can uh, start to carve out. And I think if that's the problem or one of the issues with the Bears, whether it's involving Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson, et cetera, et cetera, then they've got to try to address that as, as best they can. It might become an issue with Montez Sweat, who you might hear right. rumblings. Maybe he's not the most excited guy to get the news <laughs> to come to Chicago. And if that's the case, it's like, why does this exist? Shouldn't any player in the National Football League be thrilled about the opportunity to come to Chicago? Maybe not for the Bears because they stink lately, but what's <laughs> going on about the, the reputation of the organization that is, is making these kinds of rumors things you have to address. Well, 5-20 and 20 is definitely part of that okay. under, under the yes, Ryan Poles manager enough. who's watched. They're a bottom-feeding team, and we've talked about it for a while. They haven't been consistently good in a long time, so it's not like you just come here and your career hits a springboard and, and you're destined for stardom, and so you have to, to evaluate all those things. I think Mark Potash said this on Twitter on Tuesday morning, and I agreed with his sentiment. Jalen Johnson comes out of the, the COVID draft class of 2020 along with Cole Komet. Both round two picks, same night, couple hours apart, maybe minutes apart, if we go back and, and truly check the timestamps. You have a player that the Bears were able to extend, a homegrown guy in Cole Komet who they believe in and they found middle ground in. I think it would be reasonable to argue that both players have kind of produced similarly for their positions in terms of who they are. And so if you're willing to give Cole Komet a certain reward and Jalen Johnson has, has played his position, you know, at a similar level, I think that's, that's reasonable to say uh, that Cole has played the tight end position for the bears. Uh, then shouldn't it be pretty easy to find the, you know, the cornerback chart and say, okay, so this is where that stacks up on this chart. And this is what, what that value is. And maybe they've done that. And maybe that number doesn't hit the sweet spot for Jalen Johnson in his camp. Um, again, this is a, a lot of questions that that on Wednesday morning at Hallis Hall that, that Ryan Poles will have to be uh, willing, I think, to shed some light on just so that that he has his say in all of the, the business machinations that are going on right now. I think that Jalen Johnson has probably played – outperformed Cole Komet in relative terms. I think he's been better as a cornerback than Cole Komet has been as a tight end. Uh, I don't know if that has con would contribute to the negotiation at all, but Cole Komet certainly took the took the money, and I don't say took it and ran, but he did uh, make it easier to strike a deal. Maybe it's because it's still full of more potential, and Jalen Johnson has been closer to realizing that potential. I I'm not quite sure, but it does, you know, you, you can't come away from this given the way it all has went down, at least I'm speaking for myself here, without wondering if Jalen Johnson's contract demands are realistic. I'll tell and you this, for, for, the, for the final nine games, he's going to ha certainly have every single human incentive to go prove, you know, so you're going to have a motivated player from now through mid-January. Uh, and so if you're interested in production from your defensive backfield, there's certainly one guy who has every motivation to continue producing, even in a season that's pretty wayward.